Hello, everyone. We're back with episode 58 for Truth or Theory. I'm not sure what episode this is going to be for Propaganda Report and the Macroaggressions with Charlie Robinson, but it's going to be a fun episode. We're talking about the 2020 election and the possible end of the world. Welcome to the podcast, JP, Charlie, Monica, and Brad. How's it going? Thanks. Thanks for having us. Let's yeah, get crazy. Good. Everybody's Can't drinking. You're wearing course. that shirt. Your shirt's triggering me, man. That flag. I'm sorry, man. I got it at the Goodwill. <laughs> I, did you really, I was going to wear my Truth or Theory shirt, but I couldn't resist wearing my Ron Paul shirt from the 2008 campaign. Oh, hey, snap. I was so, going to wear the Propaganda Report shirt, but I was like, I don't want to waste it on when you're actually on. I'll do it. That's it. And I thought the same thing. I was like, we yeah. have a themed event here. I'm not going to use it then. But the funny thing is my shirt, which is from the 2008 Ron Paul presidential campaign, it says on it, who is Ron Paul, which is a play on who is John Galt, but it's also pointing out that nobody knew who Ron Paul was. And that was in 2008. By 2012, he was getting college kids to burn dollar bills and you know chant his name like he was a rock star. And now we can look back and say that was the last chance. Well, I saw him at uh, Anarchapulco the last two years, this earlier in 2020 and also 2019. And it's funny because you get a group of 3000 anarchists and, uh, you know, guys that hate the government and you march up a 80 year old white guy, Republican who spent two decades in Congress. And that would should theoretically be the least popular guy in the room. But when he gets up there, man, it is madness. It's standing <laughs> ovations and clapping wow. and he, comes out and he just has the crowd and it's because he had this commitment to um logic and reason and he didn't get political he tried not to keep it political and vote just because his party was he seemed like he seemed like what you would want your politician to be and he was consistent and a decent human being and had been a doctor and everything like he was the perfect guy and and to get, you know, to have 3000 anarchists love this guy. I mean, like godlike. Uh, it, it is a testament to what you can accomplish when you are a decent and good human being who looks out for people and does what they say they're going to do. That really is a testament. That's a, very well put because he would be the first person to admit that he does not fit the mold of charisma or the glad handy thing. And I actually would bet that people who knew him uh, in the kind of glad handing world wouldn't like him as much as the people who knew him privately, like where I think that most politicians is the opposite. Yeah. And, uh, and he was the first to kind of admit that, that he, like, I, I, you know, I wish I could say things a little more clearly yada yada but um and it's funny because when i first it's also a testament to the value of <clears throat> content because so when i first did radio uh, you know people would tell me all you know they would tell you how to say it how to do it how to cut out how to tease all, all this kind of stuff how to build a whatever story and my boss said to me once he's like look don't be confused by all this stuff 90 percent of this is content it's just, do you have the content? And I feel like that's the way it should be. And that is the way it is with him. And people really respond to it. So it's like sex and movies. They're like, oh, that's what people want. Not really, because Breaking Bad was the best TV show or the most popular TV show ever. And HBO rejected it because it didn't have enough sex in it. So it's mm -hmm. obviously not a pull. It's a push. Same thing with, yeah. with political 
with the political, you know, politicians who are full of it. It that's a push. That's not a pull. Right. Although violence is sex for some people, and Breaking Bad had lots and lots of violence in it. Touche. That's a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. I didn't know HBO passed on it. I would have thought that that would be something right up their alley. Yeah, they just, there yeah. wasn't enough sex in it. And I guess it's, you could write the sex into it, but they didn't. Yeah. They just went to AMC the, and stuff. The very first episode, the pilot episode, they had a lady uh, topless in the, in the second story. That was the only time they ever showed nudity in the whole series. There was? So, huh. Yeah. In the pilot, they were trying to pitch it to different networks. Does that make hmm. sense? I didn't know. Brian Cranston's a great actor, too, but sex appeal. I don't think is on the top of his features. No, no. <laughs> Maybe in the Seinfeld days at the dentist. yeah, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> him in a lane. Yeah, Charlie, it's weird having you on our uh, Zoom call, man. We were used to having you in studio. It's kind mm, of bizarre. I know. I know. Well, we'll do that again for Let's sure. Let's talk about right. your new book, man. You got a new book coming out, or is it out already? It's out. Oh snap! Yeah, I just sent it to you uh, earlier. I like uh, an hour ago. Or, or so so you can check it out yeah we'll uh, i'll come back on we can we can talk about the book yeah let's do it yeah we have to get a signed copy we have the other one up here which i don't know if it's signed or not we have to get you to sign that one as is well it, is it not i think i, I well oh, for sure you might have put love charlie i'm going to <laughs> i will i will definitely do that and then a big lipstick kiss on it <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah what what do you i i had this conversation um a couple of weeks ago with, with uh, Whitney Webb, we were talking about, um, <laughs> I was just telling her to envision, just paint this picture in your mind, if you will, that it is the inauguration of 2017 and uh, Donald Trump is getting sworn in and you're uh, Hillary Clinton, Tom Perez, the head of the DNC, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, maybe Brenda Snipes and, you know, all those criminal, you know, whoever else, uh, Podesta, all these guys sitting around this table and they're going, okay, this, this can never happen again, right? This, this, we underestimated this guy. Maybe it was our fault for taking, you know, not taking him seriously enough. I mean, we kind of wanted him to run. We thought we'd beat him. Maybe we should have tried harder. Maybe we, whatever. We've got four years to fix this, to make sure that this never happens again. If we put our heads together, we come up with this plan. And you flash forward to right now where we are. And Joe fucking Biden is the best idea you could come up with in four years. I mean, seriously, I don't know if he's going to turn out to win this or not. I mean, if I guess if he wins, then the ends justify the means. But you just squeaking by then. Even, it's but, possible. The goal was to just squeak by so that you could have conflict. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. They landslides. I just don't think are in the cards because conflict is always the top priority. Is keeping people torn apart, and uh, I think Kamala is. I, I don't. If if Biden were to win, and again, I I don't I I don't think that's. And I don't know if that's how this is going to play out or not. But I don't think he's president. Maybe not even a day. They could even really flip it on its head if he were to win and say, "All right, we're going to have to remove Biden because we just discovered all this." bunter hiding stuff that's what i call his his son mm -hmm. and we can't have someone whose son is compromised so we're gonna have kamala come in and be president so maybe they're keeping that quiet until then that's very interesting i like that then make hillary the vice president yeah oh, there you go <laughs> on her way to jail i tell you if i were Hashtag kamala harris I, I wouldn't i wouldn't be waiting till the last minute to sign my life insurance policy i'll tell you that much <laughs> dude right yeah it's a game of thrones shit 
Yeah. Just still yeah. wouldn't have the first female president title, though. Kamala would still have it on her. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's, That's true. crazy. How crazy would it be if we have uh, 2024 Chelsea Clinton and Ivanka Trump running? <laughs> oh, good Lord. AOC. And, or, yeah, AOC. Stacey Abrams. And Michelle. Michelle. Oh, Obama my gosh. In the mix. What if? No, to carry that on. What if they slot in Stacey Abrams as the VP? That's a possibility as well. You know, She'll Stacey Abrams Gerald is trending Ford. right now. She was trending a little while ago because they're saying if anybody, if, if the Democrats come back and win Georgia, because Trump's suing now about the count in Georgia because it's getting closer and closer, then Stacey Abrams need, needs to be handed the Democrat Party. That's, those are the types of tweets that are, are going on right now because of Georgia. And she will take a central, she'll, her voice is about to get amplified again here in the, in the coming weeks. Yeah. Just so everyone knows who's listening to that. Uh, I'm not sure when every platform is going to release this, but this is being recorded on a, on Wednesday night. So the day after aware. the election, yeah, we're all in our collective bunkers where we still, maybe we should tell people where we're at in the yeah. count. Yeah. It's, that's a good idea. As far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong. It's the outstanding non-attributed electoral votes come from Pennsylvania, Georgia, North Carolina, Arizona, and Nevada. And I didn't write this down, so it's going to be from memory. There's, I think, 20 in Pennsylvania, six in Nevada. How many in Georgia, Binkley? How many electors is 15? And what about... 16 in Georgia, 11 in Arizona. Yeah, 16, that's right. 11 in Arizona, and North Carolina is also a big number. 15 15. in North Carolina. Yeah, 15 in North Carolina. And Georgia is at 98% count right now, and it's the lead has dwindled down to 49.7 to 49%. And... Does it show Joe Jorgensen's count like there? Less, no, no, it's like less <laughs> I'm than not 30, kidding. now. She got like the lowest votes of any libertarian ever, and it's still the deal breaker. Yeah, yeah. It's still the deal breaker. So they can still throw libertarians under the bus for saying like, I just want to register my protest. Your vote is the most important vote. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's... Um, uh, about 35,000 vote difference, uh, Trump leading in Georgia. Yeah, it, it's looking like like Nevada has been stuck at 75%. Yeah, what's uh, that? How much they've what? counted for, and they've already said, well, we're not going to get another batch in until tomorrow. So it's, what is this, American Idol? We got to wait another day. Yeah, why and another did they day. do that? I, I don't know. I, to draw up for the drama, I, I presume. And it looks like it might come down to Nevada, at least in, I, I don't know yeah, that I believe yeah, right, any of Nevada, it, to be honest yeah. with you, but at least in the way that it that it unfolds uh, publicly. And of course, they, they tweeted that video out that I sent you, Monica, of a guy who they were holding some press conference and this guy comes through in the background with a mask kind of down on his nose and a shirt that says something like beer and guns or something. I don't know, some ridiculous yeah. shirt that he's wearing with camo- camouflage <laughs> shorts. Just the most ridiculous. It's the it's every horrible stereotype of a conspiracy theorist QAnon Trump supporter that you could possibly imagine. And he's just going, I Biden crimes in the chaos. Screaming like, just a complete, I, I, I mean, I think it was probably a, an activist that was oh, put up probably? to it and went a little too far with her stereotype. But we're seeing- I think he's an actor. Yeah, oh, absolutely. He seems like uh, an actor. Yeah, yeah. But what? <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah, it's just we're seeing more and more of this stuff because we there's people in Detroit as well who are 
they're calling it stop the count protest on one side. On the other side, they're calling it privileged white people who are intimidating uh, voter intimidation and interfering with the election and, because they're boarding up the, the windows at the, in the count centers in Detroit yeah. so yeah. that they can't see the people that are counting and they're demanding to be able to watch it. And uh, the, the conflict has started to emerge that I think we might have anticipated some of it last night, but that was too early. Starting to come out tonight. The yeah, fights. This- this can't end well. There's no outcome yeah. that's not going to well, cause chaos. Wall Street Journal says that Biden right now has 264 called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did did we just say that? <laughs> that's what I'm seeing I here. Missed that. I, yeah, I, Michigan, that's the Nevada, if, if for Trump Biden, wins Georgia, Carolina, and Pennsylvania, which well, he's leading in right now then Nevada will be that final six. Well, it, he must have to win everything because 264 is one state away from 270, any one of those states. Yeah. So he has to win them all. Which yeah, is Trump not has to win Nevada also. The yeah. possibility. But, the, but the other thing that's, I actually think, well, I mean, I would say it's more important, but it might be more important legislatively is that the Congress, Democrats lost some ground in Congress and did not take, Senate. So everybody's, you know, all thinking people's favorite scenario, gridlock. That would be great. And I don't think, I personally don't think Trump was going to veto anything. So my worst case scenario was the legislatures all go to the Democrats and Trump rubber stamps everything. So it doesn't look like that can happen. And maybe we'll get some protests going if Biden is the one overseeing four trillion dollar deficits and emergency orders that justify state by state lockdowns. I mean, it is possible that my call for a march on D.C. could actually be answered by some of these bigwigs who dragged me down there for Obamacare. This is so much bigger. And maybe they were chilled because of the because because they didn't want to diss Trump. I don't know. Is, no? is it possible to have a tie in this situation? Yes. Well, I don't know about this situation. How many electors are there? Oh, yeah. Not in this situation. 269, 269 was a scenario that a lot of people had talked about where it would go to a contingent election. I I, I haven't done the numbers. I I did saw saw an article earlier in the day that said it was still possible, but I don't know. It's not possible now because if if he got 264. Right. Yeah. Unless Arizona is changed or Wisconsin. Well, they go back and take that back. But 264 plus anything is... 270 or more right yeah yeah right so wow. for alaska how many is in alaska three yeah three. It, for alaska. but it was called oh you're saying if one of those ones don't yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha gotcha how much is well, everybody's re- reporting something different yeah so. no they're all different <laughs> yeah it's crazy. Come on the journal i was on i went to cnn not because i believe they're telling the truth let me just Make sure I'm clear about that. I just want to see what sort of lies they're telling. They've got one score. Uh, I'm on Fox News right now. They've got it 264 Biden, 214 Trump. Um, Right. That's with Arizona. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But but on CNN, they have Arizona is not called. So what is it? Like, what are we doing? No, it was last night. They had those seven, the Twitter named the seven official sources that could, that could report on the <laughs> How counts, very so. Gestapo of them. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I was switching through all of them, and at no point during the entire evening did they have the same numbers. They were all different the entire night. 
So that just goes to the fact that facts and evidence have absolutely no bearing on what you're allowed to believe or support. They want, they're training us to be able to disconnect our respect from our critical thinking. Yeah. That we are being taught to not to, we are outsourcing our thinking to the media we're we're not allowed to see things. Remember when Jake Tapper said, "Well, you can't look at that. That's the media can look at at the at the files. Uh, the, but if you look at those files, those files, you'll go to jail. But we in the media have the rights to." It's like, get the fuck out! What are you talking about here, man? <laughs> we, we, we can look at we can look at the information too. You don't have some special powers or anything. You're the mainstream media. You're pathological liars. Yeah, and, that sounds and, like Tapper's argument for the Hunter Biden stuff. Yeah, here's how he reported on it. He said, Hunter Biden, I I don't even want to say what the accusations are because they're so abhorrent and they're disinformation. That's it. There's your argument. They're abhorrent. You can't even tell the public what they are. They just need to trust him that they're disinformation. Yeah. Yeah. You've really gotten me to detest him, Binkley. I I can't look at him like he always has this super miserable look on his face with his eyebrows (laughs) knit together and his head tilted. Yeah, 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 he does. Even that when he well. likes the person, he was just talking to Amy Klobuchar, and who I always think is some like hockey, you know, isn't Klobuchar <laughs> like a like a real hockey man? I just keep thinking she she's like, like a, a hockey mom, goalie on some hockey team. But he's he was talking to her, and she was so he says, "I hear your husband had COVID," and I literally like because he had that face on, I just could not stop laughing. And then guess what? <laughs> She could not stop laughing. It was actually bizarre. She was like cracking up and I'm thinking, uh, it's okay for me to do that, but you're supposed to be hook, line and sinker anyway. Maybe she but, had an edible before she went on. She might've been, she, she didn't even wear any makeup. My husband was like, wasn't she running for president? Like she just stopped wearing makeup. Like she completely got, is she wearing sweatpants right now? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, it, maybe it's like the COVID thing where it's just like, well, I'm trapped in my house. I don't have any makeup here. You know, like as if they don't have Amazon or like when Stephen Colbert can't get his hair cut or yeah, shaved. Yeah, he's got the shaggy hair. Yeah, the, yeah Jack's like what's got the his, beard. <laughs> yeah, Dorsey can't the shave. I've been, I've been stuck. Corona, stuck on this island in my mansion. Yeah. All right, I can't. I can't <laughs> Without find access a razor. to running water or razors. <laughs> or Amazon, I can't. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Well, listen, if Amy Klobuchar had done that during her campaign, she would have been a whole lot more likable than than a stapler throwing maniac that she is with no personality other than that. I mean, shit, I would, uh, I would, I will take sweatpants and no makeup and totally tell me the truth. And laughing (laughs) at the whole, my husband's been lazing around for two weeks. Just, you know, he knows more about this election than I do because he's not functioning in any way. Just crack it up. Yeah, no, it's much better. I think they all let their hair down, so to speak. The pressure is off because what more can you do, I guess, but Sue. But can we talk about, let's, <clears throat> so what, let's just take a little survey. Who do we think it's going to go for Biden, Trump? Like, does anybody still think Trump's going to get it? What do we, what do we think, guys? Mm, I'm still holding hope that Trump's going to get it just because I like seeing people cry. Fair <laughs> enough. At least yeah, you have a good reason. Yeah. JP? I, I would like to see Trump come through. I'm I'm super nervous about all of Biden's uh, Green Act deal and things like that, mostly because of what I do for work and just the, the amount of money that it's going to cost in, in the end that's going to hurt everybody. I think we're I would I have, China. I would have a rebuttal to that, JP, after we survey. Say that again, E. Willie. I said I think he's going to get us owned by China. 
Biden. Biden? Yeah. Okay. How about you, Charlie? What do you what, what do you think is going to happen and what do you want to happen? Um I think that they're going to give it to Biden. I don't want that to happen. I'm not I'm not saying I I'm, I'm not a fan of Trump. I don't yeah, love yeah. his stuff, but I have found myself over the last couple of months in a very unusual position of defending him against the insanity of the media and the left. They have come completely unhinged and they are just making stuff up and they're so disingenuous and such a bunch of fucking liars. And I always grew up thinking that that was like more of the compassionate side, you know, like the right was more like, hey, listen, like pull yourself up from your bootstraps or don't like, I don't care. Exactly. And and, and the left was more like, hey, let's help everybody out. Like, we, you know, hang on a second. We're human beings. Let's help each other. The left is now, if you don't believe every single thing that they believe, then you're a fucking Nazi and you're this and you're that. And it's like, dude, you guys are disgusting to me. Yeah. And you're making me defend somebody that I find reprehensible in Donald Trump. And I'm defending him against you guys because you're you're actually acting worse than the things that he's doing. And I don't like the cons. I mean, I don't like presidents. I don't trust the government. I'm, I, <laughs> I mean, if you've read my books or listen to any of the podcasts I've done, I am. I don't like any. You of know them. what they're up to. <laughs> right. They're all a bunch of criminals. It's just yeah. a matter of degree. And we're voting on what flavor of insanity we want. But I'm telling you right now, I have found myself pulling for Donald Trump. That used to Not- happen to me with George W., and I, I had no, I hate, I, that guy gave us curly light bulbs. Like, I do not like that guy. And he, and, but they were so ridiculously unfair in the news that they got me, who has never been a part of one, one of those parties. And, and when they like went bananas that he didn't get the, the popular or whatever his story was. And I, I remember thinking, please God, some logic because you don't aim for the popular. I lived in Texas at the time. Nobody voted in Texas because they knew it was going to be for Bush. So you already probably lost a million votes. You can't have the popular vote ad hoc. So anyway, I got that. But I would still want to respond to JP. But first, let's hear Binkley. What do you think? What do you want? And what do you expect? I think that it's either going to be society is about to collapse and I don't know who's going to be. I, I think this could be the beginning of the end of the American empire, the way that this little, because if neither side accepts it, then it could break out into some sort of conflict. And uh, who knows what happens after that or Trump. I think it's either Trump or there's some sort of. What do you civil, want? Civil, civil conflict care? that happens. <laughs> and what I want to happen. I, I, I mean, a choice between Biden or, or Trump, I, I don't like or dislike e- either one of them. Like, I, I mean, I, I dislike things that they do. I think that the whole Biden thing with his son is very, very, it's very corrupt. I, it, not even just the fact that there's potentially underage people associated with, with what's going on, but also the fact that he would be compromised. A, a crackhead who puts himself on camera pulling his wang out in front of an under, underage person has probably done a, a lot of other things that are easily compromisable by other countries. And <laughs> the person, his father, could be controlled through that. So I would have to say Trump. Interesting. Monica, for, okay. oh, there you go. <laughs> Sorry, I disappeared for a second. Um, technical difficulties. So... Okay, I would just say, I just wanted to respond to JP and people who listen to 
my show already know, I think this. So I coined a term, the contrary law of democracy, which is you're, the other side can never bring you what you're most afraid of. Like it'll, it's going to take a Republican to give you gun control. It took a Republican to give you $4 trillion deficits this year and countrywide lockdowns. It just took a Republican in the White House to keep the right in their seats while this stuff happened. And Trump, it, the biggest loser industry-wise today when it looked like Biden was going to win was infrastructure stocks. So infrastructure expected Trump to roll in infrastructure and any infrastructure spending is going to be in the service of that Green New Deal. He would do it. And the reason I know that is that, or the, why I think that strongly is that the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which he ran on defeating and didn't sign is word for word in many respects and majority item by item, the exact same as the USMCA. So this idea that he's really an enemy of China or that kind of trade stuff, it, there was a good analysis by the University of Toronto on, the, on Trump's actual trade policy and is it kind of different from the Obama era stuff or the same? And as far as the USMCA goes, it's absolutely squarely in that kind of Democrat mold. So I think that he's, you know, a Manchurian candidate or just whatever, but I'm so cynical about how pathological our government is. It's a, a true pathocracy that I feel like the opposite guy will be restrained by the people and your guy will not. And he'll just, they all work for the same people and they'll get away with more but in the end, we'll end up in the same welfare, warfare, super state that we've always been in. But anyway, what do you think? What's your prediction? What do I think? I mean, all along, I thought it was Trump because he's so useful. I mean, he's so distracting. He's so um, he's so he induces conflict. Remember, I think we have a pathocracy. So the, the powers that be want the guy who's going to make it the most uncomfortable, the most conflict. Conflict is the health of the state, I'd like to yeah. say. And so I, I was totally convinced, I'm still, you know, I haven't taken it off the table, that if Biden comes in, it might calm things down a little bit. And no, no, nobody in, who's who wants to make money out of this or wants to run the show or implement the Great Reset or any of that stuff, wants us to have calm. They want us to have conflict. So, and, you know, so I, I, I don't, I don't know, but I'm not writing Trump off. Interesting. Yeah. He's a lightning rod of conflict and they, why well, you have to build up that lightning rod again, if you get rid of him. So keeping him in place would, I think be beneficial to the, but Biden your idea people. that this could be implementing a civil war now that's some conflict. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, I've been I've been worried about this push towards um, escalating or geographically spreading out these riots. I mean, they've been sort of focused in Portland and Seattle and Minneapolis and places like that, you know, in Wisconsin. But but like I've been concerned about them, like not organically breaking out but you know being made to break out everywhere all at once so that the next call is to the united nations to come yeah. in because if that happens 
we're really in trouble. And, yeah, and as these things talk. go, the problem reaction solution me method, you get to the, you get to the part where, where we're begging for the UN to come yep. in and they say, well, okay, if you asked for it, you know, as Jake Tapper for seven months softens us up with, you know, should we allow the UN to come in here? You know, should we, you know, let's talk about this. Let's talk about, you know, the works that, right. and after just months and months of hearing that next thing, you know, the American people are like, I think we shouldn't have the UN come in. I mean, they're our best hope to calm this thing down. And then boom, we've, we've invite, we've walked right into a prison. Instead of just agree. Yeah. restoring that the 10th amendment and bringing it down, you'll, you're right. That's the, the Russian interference narrative. The, they bring that in all the time. That hasn't, that hasn't gone away. That is perfect for this because if Trump does get in, that will inevitably come up again. The, the voter suppression, the Russian interference narrative. And a second time, a large portion of the public will be convinced that Russia has taken the White House. And therefore, a foreign country has invaded and taken over half of the public and the White House. So that justifies this call to the UN to come in. So I, I completely agree. So say the UN does come in. Is that, did they just in, like, we got martial law and they take all the guns and all that, the whole nine. No, they come in in a peacekeeping capacity at first directing traffic and bringing in supplies and making sure and running hospitals and all that good stuff. And then it switches and then the next thing you know, they've all got guns. You know, they can, they'll condition you into this. They'll ease you into this. These are peacekeepers. These are the people you see in Somalia and in, in Bosnia after the, uh, you know, after the bombs go off. These are the people helping, you know, I mean, we'll get that whole propaganda uh, operation going in the mainstream media for, uh, you know, six months, a year until everybody is just like, hey, these are the good guys. And then before too long, they'll 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 be armed as they are as they are around the world, uh, and then then they'll do what they always do. Then the rapes will start, which they always are involved in in any foreign country that they go in to secure. So unfortunately, there's that disgusting component of it. And then and who knows what what, what could happen? Do it. Does anybody can think of kind of the biggest, most first world country the UN has ever gone in? So I'm trying to think that it would it be like just too much of a leap. I guess if we asked them to come in, that would be different. Yeah, but unlike but I mean, we, we are who we are. I mean, we all know how Americans are. I don't know if they would. I don't know if they would let that fly too far. I hope not. I think it would. I think it would break <laughs> out into a full blown war against them before we let that kind of thing happen. I, I hope Part I hope the that's the case. For but sure. We're still walking we're around talking masks. extremes. Yeah, we're talking like if the civil war thing. Yeah. If right. there's no resolution here, if it if 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 Biden and Trump can't agree who won, they both have their factions. And Trump Trump's caricature character caricature is perfect for the guy who won't take no for an answer. And yeah, he's yeah. got all these people who I think most of this, or if not all of the militia type vibe that's around him that would foster uh, a counterbalance to what is, seems much easier to gin up on the left, he could, his, his character could call that into action. I mean, I could, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, stand they certainly seem to be by. building up. 
Say it again. How many times did they say that in the media after that debate? Stand yeah. down and stand by. I bought this shirt at Goodwill. Don't make me go to Salvation Army and get some camo. <laughs> Five dollar shirt, guys. Look at it. Goodwill's got some great deals, man. You gotta watch out. It might be COVID all over it though. Oh yeah, it has it. Yeah. We I got, got moths sure. from Salvation Army. So did you really? I basically had to move because we had wool carpets. Wow. And my daughter got a sweater and she never told me. And then they were just everywhere. That's the unforeseen cost of a Salvation Army purchase right there. You have to move your entire house. <laughs> yeah, you have to put it in a plastic bag and the, then the smuggle it you into your thing. first time you wash it. It's going to have purple stars and stripes. It's already been washed. I didn't That's buy right. it from oh, really? Goodwill and wear it without washing it. <laughs> I'm not a monster. <laughs> It yeah, feels I like think, a, a tablecloth. It's a, very uncomfortable. <laughs> I I think that um, if these if these maniacs want to kick off a civil war in this country, if that is the strategy that they want to uh, employ, then then they could do it. They could do it exactly how you're talking about it. Why by not declaring a winner and having or both both sides declaring that they won, um, Trump has already been. It, well in advance painted um, the stories have been systematically coming out about how well if he if he loses you know he's not going to leave and so everyone's kind of pre-programmed to be like yeah he does seem like the type of guy that wouldn't leave you know he does seem like a jerk about something like that I could I can envision that and so they're already painting the picture of him like being a tyrant that refuses to leave and then they could paint Joe Biden as the guy that rightfully won and is trying to take back this country and these people are trying I mean you, <laughs> once the mainstream media gets a hold of people um, you know listen th they would if the media told the public that the coronavirus only goes at like the four foot level, you'd have half the people in the grocery stores crawling. Yeah. So <laughs> they'll believe anything that you so tell true. them to believe. And if it, if they want to start a civil war and they say Donald Trump lost, he knows he lost, he refuses to leave. He's, he's, he's decided he's going to be president forever. And he's got this militia of proud boys and you know, boogaloo boys and all these guys, and these guys are state funded and they're militia. They're, oh my God. They could whip people into a frenzy with that shit and Absolutely. they're not above doing it. So if, if that is, you know, if we don't get some sort of clarification on who the, who the president is uh, in a reasonable amount of time, and I'm not sure what that is, but let's just say that that less than a month, uh, um, then we're going to be all really on edge and yeah. businesses aren't going to be able to plan ahead, you know, doing their forecast. They need some sort of certainty to one way or the other. They need to know where, where they're going to be going to plan it out. And so it just has a very disorienting effect on everybody when there's no decision made. And I could see that being that in conjunction with COVID round two being this sort of thing, you know, unemployment kicks in. Holy shit. You have the Evictions. recipe for disaster there. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, surprised nightmare. the market was up. <laughs> you know, I was surprised that the market would be up when there was still that kind of uncertainty. Weird, right? Yeah, that yeah, is, is that is weird. That is weird. Uh, I never really Don that. Lemon last night or two nights ago was on CNN with Cuomo when they do their little their little pass off they do that 
Cuomo passes off with Anderson Cooper and then he passes off with Don Lemon. He flirts with both of them. Totally. And during that, Lemon was talking about how he finally had to make the decision to cut off his Trump friends, to get rid of them. And he said he tried really hard. He tried to get them over, but he just couldn't pull them out of that cult. And so it's time to just get rid of your Trump friends to cut them off. And then I started hearing friends of mine in the theater community whose progressive friends cut them off and started saying similar things that I heard Don Lemon say. And I realized, oh, it's Don Lemon behavioral signaling. And that goes to, I think, what you're saying there, Charlie, that that's it's uh, telling part of the public it's time. Cut your cut your Trump friends I off. Saw, you can no longer deal with them. I saw a little ad targeting teens that said, "Don't." When someone says, "Let's just agree to disagree," and it was a picture of a teen with like her mom in the background. Don't. It's too late for that. And I was like, "Dude, you can't." You know. Wow. Yeah. I'm seeing uh, memes on Instagram right now too, all over, about um, them saying basically like if you if your friend doesn't vote with you basically shit i can't think i I drank too much (laughs) (laughs) right isn't that annoying that's why yeah if if they don't vote with you then um if if they're okay voting for someone that hurts your friends or hurts people in the community they're not really your friend they're basically already starting these little divisions to like hey cut loose your part of your family or cut loose that group of friends well everything teams wearing jerseys right they try to make everything life and death. So my mom's a big uh, anti-abortion. She, you know, she prays, you know, she stands on the corner with a rosary and she prays. She doesn't get arrested. She doesn't harass people, whatever. She just prays, attend abortion. She's 91. (laughs) She's little cut out gloves and stuff. But, but like for her, it's a life or death thing. It's about saving lives. And that's what, that's why she's a single issue voter. And they try to make, and, and my mother really, that's her thing, but they try to make every issue like it's a life or death, end of the world, good versus evil, or every election exactly. or whatever. And, and in my opinion, it's the opposite, that the same Klaus Schwab is tapped into both sides or Soros or Warren Buffett or Bill Gates or whatever. If you can pull and Trump was bailed out by Rothschild and Soros's, you know, he's his father made all the money going through the government. He got a special kind of backdoor to getting a casino. I mean, this guy's as connected as anybody else. And you can always trace higher and higher if you get far enough up to kind of the same people. So it's actually less important than ever. But if it is more important than ever, then we have a total a system that it, it, it's untenable. And that, I think, is where they want us to be. I think they want us to finally say, or a lot of people, if Biden loses, that's why I keep thinking Biden loses. And maybe this whole thing is to make it seem so close, you know, to really freaking get people like yeah. so close they can taste it. But if Biden loses, then they can turn around and 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 get a lot of people to call for uh, a, a regime change, a paradigm shift. And like Charlie was saying, they might they're going to they're going to want to upsource. First of all, and Trump, I hold responsible for this. They're knocking out the pegs on every single state right issue. Everything is going to be removed from the states, the electoral college, all that stuff, um, policing, education, Healthcare, welfare, everything is going to be knocked out. And eliminating state and local tax deductions was a sure signal of that. 
So you get rid of that. You just keep upsourcing and upsourcing until you get to the UN rather than, so like I've heard libertarians say, well, it's good. Let them, let them give up on this system. I, I've heard a lot of people say that and I got it. Collapsitarians or whatever, but I, it's there. It seems to me impossible to expect the, the way the propaganda works that gets everybody's minds, you know, it, like the COVID thing, like you were saying, people would be crawling around on the floor. Like the propaganda machine is completely intact and, oh. and they're not going to downsource. They're not going to restore the 10th amendment. They're not going to secede. That's the problem is that they're, they're bringing us to the brink where it's clear the system doesn't work, which they are doing on purpose because the system was actually working. It was actually working. I didn't like it, but it was actually working. And they had to pull a lot of shenanigans to convince people it wasn't. And I feel like that other shoe is going to drop. And, and that's why I just, I find it hard to believe that there's just going to be this peaceful transition of power yeah. to Biden. This thing about the propaganda machine and, and it's definitely intact. And what they're doing to make it even more effective is they're teaching children. They're starting to put this into the public education and they're doing it to adults as well through activist trainings, how to spot disinformation, stuff like that. They're teaching people how to spot the most surface level, simple tactics of propaganda and lying that you see in the media, which are just a minuscule fraction of what propaganda, they're just tiny little tools, the simplest tools and what a propaganda machine actually is. A propaganda machine is elaborate and its purpose is to manipulate and deceive people without people being aware of it, out, uh, with make people believe that things come from within them. Yet they say, look, there's Trump gaslighting. Here's what gaslighting looks like. Oh, I know what gaslighting looks like. Therefore, I know how to spot propaganda and I'm not going to be manipulated by it. So it's giving these people false sense of confidence and recognizing what propaganda actually is when in reality, I don't think anybody should be teaching people about propaganda that does not start with a foundation of the history of propaganda going way back almost to the beginning of civilization, because without that understanding of how it really works, then you are making people dumb. That's a very interesting point. I will just say, because the beginning of civilization was slavery. And now I think it's transitioned to where it's war which is a form of tax, you know, just to switch around yeah. who's the slave masters in a tax environment. But you're right. It's the, from the very beginning. And oh my gosh, in that book I read against the green by James C. Scott was it said that, that writing emerged as, as propaganda, as, as no, as like tax, as tax accounting writing emerged purely as a way to keep track on of, of your kind of slaves that they didn't need it in, in other contexts. Interesting. I, Lenin taught people to read. He made them literate because he needed to propagandize them with the print and you couldn't propagandize them if they could not read. So he had to give them that base level of knowledge so that he could manipulate them. I think that's what the Obama phone was. And remember when they swapped out everybody's TVs? If you didn't have an HD TV, oh, yeah, yeah. well, they made yeah, right. you get an HD. They're like, well, we changed the rules. So you're entitled to a new TV. It's like, just no. <laughs> yeah. But that way it gets to everybody. I mean, homeless people have phones. Which because are also TVs, phones. Yeah. Otherwise you would have this, this many millions of people who were not propagandized. Who would know they who would realize would wonder why people were wearing masks yeah 
Yeah, if it wasn't for the media, you wouldn't know to be scared. Right. right. Exactly. Amish, it doesn't affect the Amish because yeah. they don't have screens. Right. It's it's the only it's the only uh, pandemic that needs its own like marketing and public relations department, you know? Yeah. Because because it's you don't it's not happening around you, not not to the not to the not as proportionate as it's being reported by the media. And so I, I was talking about how I thought it was pretty obvious that they they as the cases started, you know, or as the deaths started falling off a cliff in like late May and into June and July, and people were just kind of going back about their business, all of a sudden they, the mask mandate came out. And it's like, why did you do that? It's like, well, we need a visual representation of this disease that you can't see. But if you see, you can't see the disease, so you can't see it to be scared. But if you see everyone with masks on, then you're like, oh yeah, that's right. We're in a pandemic. Now I, I remember because it's like the story needed help. Yeah, that's so true. That's absolutely true. And I just saw an article that said that uh, the you can't hear a COVID cough. That the COVID <laughs> cough is inaudible. That's ridiculous. Okay. You might have the COVID cough and you can't hear it. So it cannot be seen. It cannot be heard. It's just yeah. the invisible, we- inaudible monster that's trying to kill everybody. Oh. We saw the story yesterday that said you can still te- even if you test negative, you could still be positive and you could still spread the disease. So even if you're negative, you're positive. Yeah, you can yeah. never. So a negative test is, is meaningless, basically. And, and the mask also double serve as a political symbol to recognize Trump versus anti-Trump. Yeah, that's true. I always think that must be a Trump supporter. He's not wearing a mask. And <laughs> I saw uh, something float by and I I wasn't sure if it was read exactly right because I know what's going uh, some of what's going on in Australia and New Zealand, but it said that New Zealand was putting people in the isolation facilities, which I like to call concentration camps, because if they refuse to test. Oh, oh so wow. you can just be doing nothing. And I guess they contact trace you and you're just doing nothing. And you refuse to let them penetrate whatever. And and they can drag you away. The Gestapo of the contact tracers. I mean, that's just yeah. yeah this is this not is okay. not about a virus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is not about science. It's about compliance. It's about creating obedient, scared people that take this bullshit treatment because they think they have to, and um, and it's it's disgusting and it's getting test marketed in Australia. And if it rolls out, I mean, if it works there, you know, that they, they would, I would expect them to export that to other places as well. Canada, I think would be next. Did you guys see the songbird trailer, the Michael Bay movie? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, No, thank you. It's terrifying. I mean, I, it, it just reached into whatever gland or lobe that terrifies you. And without any ability to think whatsoever, I was freaking terrified. And I, you know, I was just like, had nightmares. And I thought, okay. They did a horror movie? Or is a it horror just- movie called Songbird about the 238th week of lockdown. Oh, yeah, that well. he somehow filmed while everybody else was locked down. <clears throat> Most of his yeah. crap is CGI anyway. Well, he wrote it, got it green lighted, produced it, and it's out in this short amount of time. And it just, it's like 
she, this is the part I, I was really stuck in my mind. She's on the phone with her boyfriend and you hear the boom, 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 boom. She's like, my neighbor has a fever. I think my neighbor has a fever. And then the neighbor is banging on the door. Let me in, let me in. And the boyfriend's saying, don't let her in. So she doesn't let her in. She gets like dragged off kicking and screaming down the street, never to be heard from again. And that's what it is. It's like the people are living in tent cities because they're in this isolation quadrants. And my guess is that, I mean, it's meant to terrify people. So it's clearly meant to terrify people. It's not meant to warn you so that you rise up against this oppressive government. It's meant right. to, for you to line up for your vaccinations. Yeah, right. definitely. I think. That's well, what no, I no, got speaking from of that, what do, you, what do you think will happen when they finally roll out the vaccination? Do you think it's going to be, if they try to mandate it and make it, you know, mandatory that, because I feel like people don't really stand up against the mask because it's so simple. You put it on, you take it off. It's whatever, you know. But I don't think they're going to mandate it. I think they're going to, they're going to, first of all, they can, they're, they're wiping out middle companies and just anybody who might resist and they're propping up the oligopolies within industries. So every store is a target, every coffee shop is a Starbucks, like everybody's in line, everybody is. And if you watch the great reset stuff that Binkley pulled of these uh, globalist CEOs, just saying, you know, it's time for people to get in line or get, get out of the way and businesses who do not step up will find themselves out in the cold. So I think what they'll have is if you don't have your vax tat or your health passport, I think the Mayo Clinic rolled out. If you don't have proof of vaccination testing, and I think STDs in the health passport. I'm out. <laughs> Maybe you're immune now. Maybe yeah, you have the antibodies. They're called so you, ESGs at the, the World Economic Forum of the Great Reset. They call them environmental, social, and corporate governance uh, factors, which they use to measure the sustainability and social impact of a company or business, and they even say an individual as well. They want to apply it at the individual level from the Great Reset. And what this equates to is a social credit score of sorts. And I think a vaccine would be part of that, if I had to guess, because they do talk a lot about the vaccines. We haven't even gotten to those because there's so many of these Great Reset videos. But they openly talk about how they're modeling the, the Great Reset, the recovery after COVID, the post-COVID world after China. And they focus a lot on these environmental, social, and cor corporate governance scores. It's, if that stuff gets implemented all the way down to the individual, because we already see businesses signaling this with a lot of the things they're doing with these social justice measures and these stances they're taking at, at an individual yeah. level that that's terrifying We're and the real id is rolling out. black mirror yeah right the real id yeah so, so some of this stuff already stands today like for some places where you work you have to have a tb test things like like different kinds of diseases so i mean it would it kind of fall in line with that yeah interesting seems like yeah. it's me and if they're rolling out this real id thing where you can't travel in an airport without a real ID type driver's license or a passport. And if you're, and it, and there are signs that tell you pressure your state, there are a few states and it lists the states and says, you know, after X date, you will not be allowed to get on a plane. Now you can always get on a plane with a passport and I always carry my passport. So I'm not super afraid of it, but the real ID is probably, I think the implication is it's going to have that information in it because uh, Bill Gates has that real ID or whatever it's called 2020, where he wants people who are refugees who don't even have a country to have an ID that includes their vaccination status 
that can travel with them both in the physical world and online. I just don't even know what that would look like, but that's the kind of thing I think like you want to go to a live event, you want to go to school, you want to work at certain places, you want to shop at certain places, you want to travel in certain ways. They'll never, I, well, I don't know they'll never, but I don't expect them to say sign, you know, you have to register for your vaccination. I feel like they're just going to say, like the way we can't travel outside this country. You'd just be limited. Other places are just saying you can't come here. So the USSR said you can't leave. China said you can't leave. For us, I think, I don't think I could go. I don't think we can go to like England right now. Not because we're told we can't go, but because they won't let us go, Hmm. I think. But that's the kind of thing. Yeah. They're also going to tie this to the universal basic income that they've been prepping for a while where that's going to go out in the form of a Federal Reserve cryptocurrency. Everybody's getting a crypto wallet January 1st of 2021, apparently, by the, from the Federal Reserve. And that universal basic income will have conditions on it. One of the conditions could be papers, please, vaccination papers, records, things like that. Oh, you don't have it? Sorry. I mean, we'd love to give you this UBI, you know, take care of all those building things, but you're just not complying on the vaccine. Okay. Okay. Or they'll say, what's your real ID number? And you'll say, well, I didn't get a real ID because I didn't, I need to get a vaccine. Mm -hmm. You know, they might even just make Mm -hmm. it one step removed. And one thing I read in the IMF, an IMF blog post, like an article that was on the IMF blog, it said, that the digi dollars or the federal reserve will will have an exchange rate with cash so it'll be the new currency and if you hold cash your cash will diminish in value so hmm. see wow. i don't understand what kind of messes with vaccination you have to do with how much money like you like what does it have to do with your money i don't understand that it's so crazy that they tie those two together control it's just insane yeah, I guess money is like a way of tracking you also. And if you have the digi dollars, it's easier to track where people are spending. And if they're breaking quarantine and spending money and stuff like that, they, they talk a lot about just they want massive transparency of data across the board and moving it online to the digi dollar definitely helps that. And think of how much taxes they're going to be like or whatever inflation. I don't know. However, they're going to do this. They actually got people to stop producing at the same time. They ramped up spending and maybe killing old people was a way to get rid of Social Security. I don't know. But there's a real problem here with uh, with the kind of tax slavery that our kids who are not represented. So it's taxation without representation. And I started to think like the only thing you can do, the only way to really escape that would be to physically produce what you consume. And they might even reach in and tax that. But if you grow stuff, grow some rabbits and grow some chickens and uh for you know if you actually grow stuff and eat it okay you have to live like a hunter gatherer or primitive like early farm or whatever but that would be the only way to be able to keep the product of your labor a lot more labor it would be for sure although the first thing i have to say i said i i always thought this about obamacare i never heard anybody else say it but it, it is the only thing I ever heard of where you have to register. So this, this, so what do you guys have to, when you sign up for the draft, you have to register for selective service. You, but only like a certain subset of the population. I've never had to register for anything, 
but I have to prove that I have health insurance now or get Obamacare. So the health thing is a way that they can reach into even you living on your own property, growing your own stuff. They can come in and maybe say, well, Obamacare makes you have to have insurance. And in order to have insurance, you have to have the vaccination or whatever. I don't know. But like, I just feel like there's going to be this tremendous burden. And that's when you're going to get that great, great resets fantasy of I own nothing. I have no privacy and haha, you know, I'm happy. And it shows a picture of this skinny chick and like this white, beautiful cotton yeah. shirt and her hair is kind of wispy and like the reality is probably the people on the deck of the ship the spaceship in wally you know <laughs> just like <laughs> totally unhealthy just eating freaking mcdonald's fries with their their food stamps you know just yeah. that yeah. made me think of hunger games and apparently they're making another hunger games I wonder if it'll relate the times yeah yeah that stuff's all programming yeah, well, you know, I have a buddy I went to uh, college with, and um, he wound up writing the scripts for a couple really good movies. Uh, the Kingdom, which is about Saudi Arabia, this terrorist event there, and he wrote Lions for Lambs, and uh, so these real, like, political thriller things. And I remember saying, like, like wow, I, you know, I didn't remember him going to school for writing um and i and then i i talked to him and i found i remember where he went to work before uh, becoming a, a film writer he went to work for a think tank and that kind of uniquely prepared him for writing scripts in hollywood yeah that that's that is what they teach at a, a lot of these activist things too and i would imagine the think tanks as well i, I have some books that they some of the training materials from a lot of these organizer where they, they breed these organizers, the Stacey Abrams and the AOCs of the world. And it's almost the same as going to film and, and write script school, like creating myths, creating narratives, a story arc and the conflict. And except they're just applying it to these characters they are creating for themselves. Yeah. And they, they follow, I mean, it follows the same parallel story arc as a movie does. And we can see it playing out right now on television they the drama is heightened it's all they have the twists they have the turns they have Chekhov's gun it, it comes back around at some point when you when you least expect it reality has become a movie yeah yeah <laughs> and with the smith modernization <laughs> act of 2012 right propaganda is legal yeah yeah so all of this stuff that your government promised they wouldn't do to you, they swore that they even made it illegal for them to do this to you. Well, they changed that. And they didn't really make a big deal about it telling you, but they changed the law on propaganda because they intend to be doing a little bit of propaganda. So yeah. that's what we're in too. So it's like we, we're being offered this great reset because of all of these problems we currently have. And we have no idea if those problems are just completely manufactured out of thin air and do not exist in reality. Like the coronavirus situation is a prime example of this. It is like, it actually is a thing. People get it. My mother-in-law got it. She got sick for a week. She's fine. It is disproportionately reported in the media and we uh, about how many deths we're going to have. Did and she then it get was, a positive test. What's that? 
Did she get a positive? She got test? a positive test. Ooh. Yeah. And then she got it and she felt really bad for a week and could lost her sense of taste. Um, and she's, but she's fine. And she's 75, you know, she's in that danger. She's lucky category. they didn't put her on a ventilator. <clears throat> no kidding. Yeah. But uh, she didn't go to the hospital or anything like that. She yeah. just stayed in bed and watched prices right and stuff like that, you know? Perfect. So, um, you know, um, so there's the thing out there, but it's not, it's, you know, it's not as dead. People who were sick in, in January, even December, as early as December. So I don't know if it's supposed to be the same thing and weird stuff, stuff that was unusual. And I feel like a lot of times when there's a a tough flu season, the next year is also kind of bad. And I just, I'm a, I'm concerned because I I've never, I've never lived through a winter where I didn't know somebody who was sick. I haven't known a single person who's sick since this whole thing started. You know, that stuff was before we were told about it. But when that starts happening, I think there's going to be, you know, real panic and some some hypochondria, you know, will fold into that. And oh, yeah, I just I feel like I mean, unless viral theory is true, unless if viruses really do cause disease, then we've probably eradicated all viruses by completely eliminating person to person contact over the past, at least out here. Anyway, so, but I, I do assume that people are going to get sick like they usually do. And that is going to really cause problems. I have a feeling there, oh, there's going to be a COVID-20 phase two, and they're going to get a new strand that's a lot more potent to really seal the deal. And Joe Biden's going to go out with that strand. That's my Oh, that's Whoa, a good yeah, one. Yeah, another way to bring Kamala in. Or mm-hmm. What was the COVID-21 thing, Monica? What was that that you found? Yeah, that was it. It was this thing, this leaked thing from Canada, which looked sketchy. The person who sent it to me said it was sketchy. It was sent to me so many times that finally, at one point, I did fall for it. And I was like, oh, I guess this really was a leaked document. I st- but then the Gray America guys were like, because they are in Canada. They're just like, mm, I don't know. You got to look at this more carefully. And I did. I was like, oh, you're right. It's the same thing. It's not attributed but it had elements in it that were for sure true because they were backed up by some other documents. Like they were uh, evaluating what it would cost to roll out isolation facilities. And this was something that was active in October. So they were kind of looking into that. But one of the things that document said was that there would be a COVID-21, that there would be, this is something that they were trying to feed out to us true or not. I don't know if it's like a trial balloon or what, but that there's going to be a great debt reset so that they're going, anybody who has debt, they'll just kind of confiscate all assets and forgive all debt. I mean, that's a little tricky. I don't know how that would work, but anyway, that was part of the COVID-21 thing that like it would, it would just get worse. But I'll tell you, since a lot of the things that they're doing seem to make us less healthy by closing down the gyms out here. There are the fires. You can't go out. The wearing the mask cannot be good for you. Putting people on ventilators. I mean, they're still pushing, I think the ventilators for export now. So I feel like the Europe, the European way of coming is going to be a lot of fatalities from the ventilators. So I think they're doing a lot of things that could maybe, maybe there is a, a, a 5g factor at the vaccinations get people that myelitis, which they keep saying is a long-term COVID impact. And it's pretty transparent to me that they have to expect 
that one of those varieties of myelitis is going to be something that comes up from not only that vaccine, but the flu. So there can be all that that adds to the panic. I just, I agree. I think it's going to roll out and it's going to feel worse. They'll talk about how COVID has mutated and turned into to the, has these certain symptoms, these strange weird, symptoms, but those unrelated. symptoms will actually be the side effects of the vaccine. So right. that while everyone's oh, getting shit. the vaccine and getting sick from it, right. all they do is say, see, look, more COVID, more COVID, more COVID, more COVID. And you're just like, no, 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 no. It's from the vaccine dummies. That's why, you know, so you can almost see the, the blueprint you know, for what, what they're going to do and how they're going to lie to us. And, 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 you know, let's be honest here. If anyone thinks that they're going to turn on their nightly news, their corporate mainstream <laughs> nightly news and get an, a, a good, honest, objective look at the pharmaceutical industry, you are out of your fucking mind. <laughs> they get 60% of their ad revenue from big pharma. They're not going to do it. So you can't count on them to out this. So it, you're it just you're stuck as a, as a viewer, as a casual viewer, you're just like making the assumption that since you didn't hear Anderson Cooper talk about it, then it didn't, it doesn't have, it didn't happen. It's not a big thing. I clearly, if it's this big a deal, he'd be talking about it. Well, he can't, he can't talk about it. Right. I think I was, I heard, heard the Grimerica guys talking about, I never thought of this before that the ads that you see for some pharmaceuticals, that have like 30 seconds solid of this will make what you're taking it for worse. Like mm -hmm. that's a lot of like, Hey, it's for depression, but it could cause suicide or, right. yeah. you know, it's for this non-fatal illness, but it could cause death. You know, like people have, it's just amazing. And you think, how is this selling this stuff? I mean, I get it. It's a law. They don't want to do it, but why bother advertising when you've got the doctors in your pockets? Nobody, nobody buys this stuff online. You have to go through a doctor who, if anybody here has ever has been to a doctor recently, all they do, all they do now is give you drugs and push vaccines. I mean, I'm not gonna tell you how old I am because it really is unseemly at this point. But the last time I went to a doctor, she wanted to give me, thanks dear, uh, three vaccinations. I'm like, dude, I've probably, I've been exposed to everything there is to be exposed to. I have three kids, there's no chance. So they pointed out that all of that advertising is, is to suppress the actual content of the news. Or even, I always go one step further and I would say maybe gives them cover to make it look like that's why they're suppressing it. When really big pharma is so powerful that it's part of the thing that actually runs propaganda anyway, like, like the oil, you know, oil and gas interests are so often overlapping with the media owners, you know, and people are like, why would you put out a show that nobody watches? Like, well, they're really not putting the show out because they want people to watch their news. They're trying to monopolize the news so that you always want the wars that subsidize their oil. I mean, that one's even more transparent, wow. I think. But yeah, that those ads. Those, and they spend as much money as big pharma spends on those ads. They spend seven times more advertising directly to the doctors. So well, that's, yeah. that is where they actually get the sales from. So I yeah. don't understand why they put it on the news. I've never like those yeah. ads. I've never, I, I don't even understand what they're for half the time because yeah. they're not allowed to actually sell them to you on those ads. It's the craziest thing. No, it's cut just deals people with the doctors blowing also. out birthday candles and, yeah. and running exactly. in the park. 
it's a way for them. It's it's a beard for payola. The way it's exactly that, right. It's that, the same yes. reason why McDonald Douglas will take out a big 30 second ad at the Super Bowl. You're like, a lot of people thinking of picking up a retail F-16. <laughs> Is that what you're doing? You know, but it's like, no, no, no. It's about here you go. Here's well, here's the Baltimore mayor selling books to a hospital. The Baltimore right. mayor selling those silly books that like had no pages. And it. it's like, dude, oh, yeah. at least make a good book. Pay somebody a 10 grand. To make, I'll make you a good book. It right. would really not be that hard to make it look like you tried. Right. You notice how all these books, too, that have been coming out, everybody who used to be in the Trump administration, they they lead the Trump administration and then they have a top selling anti-Trump book that's top selling number one on this New York Times bestseller list months before it even comes out. Just every single time there's just and a they stack get, of books. Yeah, they do the circuit like bad stuff about the Trump. Media circuit. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody loves it. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, a crazy world. I. I I hate the mainstream media. I, I consider <laughs> them to be the enemy of humanity. Yeah. And I've been saying that before. I've been critical of them way before Trump. And I, they're just so disingenuous. It, it, it makes me sick. And, and, and yet I, I also like want to slap half the people I come in contact with that just blindly are still watching it. And I just, I'm like, how can you, how can you, if, if you had a relationship with a human being and it, they treated you the way the mainstream media treats you, <laughs> yeah. you would have a restraining order against them or mm -hmm. you'd never call them back. You'd ne they'd never be your friends. They're, they're pathological liars. And yet you exactly. still turn it Abusive. on and like, you believe it? Are you, it's just conditioning, I guess. It's as pathological as what I call, or what is called the pathocracy, where the government that's supposed to serve you actually exploits you, which is what we have. But it's, it's pathocratic in that it's you you think it's educating you but it's de-educating you and mm -hmm. and like my mom she would listen to my show she thought it was cool it was on the radio and she'd say but you know with you everything's fake i mean everything's fake you don't really, <laughs> really believe anything i said no i believe lots of stuff but once it hits the mainstream media then i know that it's either untrue and serving an agenda or maybe it's true but it's only there because it's serving an agenda so i just try to figure out the agenda because isn't that why they tell you stuff on the news anyways to learn? So then she all of a sudden, and she never even liked Trump or from New York. She's like, hey, when he went skiing with Marla Maples and Nirvana was there on the slope. I mean, what was he trying to was he trying to rub it in the face? So my mother always thought that Trump was a bad guy. <laughs> then he gets elected and he just loves this country. He just wants what's best for this country. And then you say, but what about this? Fake news, fake news. I'm like, your own mom. daughter who you know tells you fake news and you're like, yeah, you go too far. And this guy who clearly, you don't know, you know he has bad character and all of a sudden, so now anytime he says it's not fake news, she believes it. So she, he completely made it look like there's somebody watching out that has got an eye on that mainstream media and is going to speak truth to power. Our president is the savior of the, you know, <laughs> the rebels. I can't, I can't, it's just like that little head exploding emoji has like moved to the total front. You know, I used to be like, the cringe emoji. Now it's just the head explosion. I think that's what news articles are going to be maybe 10 years from now. By 2030, we're just going to have a sensational headline. You click on the article and this is a bunch of string of emojis telling you how you're supposed to feel about the headline. Yep. That's yeah. a black mirror. 
Yeah. Yeah. Actually, definitely. if your emoji goes wrong, then they arrest you. Yeah, don't have a wrong think or wrong emoji. Oh my God. Where are we go? Where, Where's your mom are, on the QAnon theory? What's oh, that? I don't think my mom knows about QAnon. I don't think she she gets that. No, because I've asked her that because she's you have to have the internet for that. So and this that's a really interesting thing. So she just watches the news. So she was used to watch Fox and then she watched, then she moved into Newsmax. Then she moved to One American News, which is on her TV. Like she's the best cable ever. And uh, so she gets all that. And I've always thought this, that like those different tiers are for different kinds of propaganda. So, so the old people get Fox News and probably people younger than I am dig into the QAnon thing. But this is what we said, Binkley. And this was probably the, the, the most original thought I had on that when we talked to James Corbett and I said, I just, I really think that our generation, this very narrow generation who was there when they had to give truth on the internet to build credibility for it. So we all saw like 9-11 through the eyes of the internet and, and three all the way up to the Parkland thing in 2018, like you could find true stuff on the internet. You could, if you really tried, figure out the truth of things. So we have this like little subculture of, of this woke generation, but everybody older with the Fox News or whatever. And then the younger people who've just like, it's almost like they have a port in the back of their head straight out of the matrix directly to YouTube so that like I watch things and then I hear it in my own house, my kids, friends and stuff. And I'm just like, and they think they're thinking for themselves. And I'm just like, can't you see there's like a, a wire in the back of your head? (laughs) Don't you feel that? So anyway, so she, she is, it's just, I, I think it's interesting that you asked that question because she's oblivious to Q because she, she does actually use her little tablet to bet on the races but she doesn't surf the web. She just does it to plug into the track. Yeah, that lady in Georgia who got elected. Marjorie Green. Who they keep saying, QAnon crazy person gets elected, dangerous. I don't even think she's a QAnon person. You you pointed out that she she calls it QAnon. She doesn't even say it right. I just think that she has <laughs> points of view that they don't like, and they just attribute it. Anything we don't like, oh, that's evil, QAnon, Russian. They just kind of throw it all together. There was somebody that I know, a friend of mine who he's kind of fallen into. Uh, he's very, very reactive to a lot of the stuff that that happens in the in the media and on the news and on social media. And he re- retweeted a post about her getting elected and he called her a, a he said something like, I guess that means we can call her a and, and then he spelled out Q.U.N.T. Uh-huh. And I'm going, that's clever. But also the the side that you're promoting, isn't that kind of sexist? Is it OK to be sexist like that? Uh, <laughs> if it's a QAnon girl, is that cool? Like, I don't know. Yeah, does... She's a Q aunt. Yeah, Why, I, you, I, I you have no so. sympathy. I mean, that's the answer. It's clever. like, well, if you're a bad yeah. person, then you don't get the kind of treatment that doesn't allow that kind of views, but she, I think she cited some Q stuff and she said, I never saw anything attributed to Q that was untrue or um, unpatriotic. And people say that, that is what people say. I mean, it's a very cleverly designed thing, but I I have yet to see 40,000 indictments 
I'm not holding my breath. I'm not hashtag know, trusting the plan. It's coming. Trust the plan. I didn't get this QAnon tramp stamp for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of people have those. You know, they a do. lot of people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a sad thing to think about. People actually getting the Q tattoos. <laughs> I entertain the theory, but the getting a Q tattoo is extreme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're JFK just about Jr. out of time, guys. Let's all let's all uh, cast our opinions on what's going on in the future and leave some good positive vibes for all the fellow Americans and everybody else listening, starting with you, Brad, what do you want to tell the world going well, into I'll, the I'll rest tell of the, I'll craziness. tell the world this. Don't give into the provocations in the coming months. There's going to be people where they want to provoke people. And they, there's every, everybody's an activist nowadays. When everybody's an activist, everybody's trained to have their camera ready or have a friend ready and, the, and to go bird dog and go try to get punched in the face and get, get, if you're not wearing a mask to get you to do something so they can send it to the media and make you look. So don't give into the provocations, respond to the hate with love. And you can't topple a big super global structure on your own. And it's not your job to do that, but you can't control what's right in front of you. And if you can see through the propaganda, then you can actually accomplish more than you ever imagined that you could have. And, uh, you know, just be happy and smile, I guess. Beautiful. <laughs> I want to bookend that. You can control the stuff right in front of you. And I would go to the other extreme and say, think deeply about the true nature of power in the universe. Mm -hmm. Not just on earth because, right, everything between five feet and like 60,000 feet is totally beyond our control. So you can deal with your, the love in your family and you can try to tap into the cosmic positivity if that's what you think it is. And I think, you know, a perfect circle, the universe is made of perfect circles or spheres. I mean, that seems like a, uh, seems like a good. Seems yeah, like emotions order. are contagious. You get what you do. We could so. just, we could just throw that stuff around all day. Positive vibes, guys. JP, you have anything <laughs> you'd like to send the world? Uh, fuck politics. I'm going back to studying ancient ancient history. <laughs> I love it. That's great. <laughs> JP hates politics. I'm not a fan. Dude, you have to read Forbidden Archaeology. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I'll okay. send it to you. Perfect. Charlie, what do you got, sir? um be everyone be cool to each other right we were you know we've we've had a shitty year people have been cooped up you don't know what that dude's problem is but he may have just lost his job or he may have not be able to see his mom who's in a nursing home and she's dying and he can't so everyone's everybody gets a pass you know and let's de-escalate these situations don't go on a march with your gun even though you can you're you're asking you're yeah you know, don't put yourself out there as a target you're putting you're putting the potential out there and i just don't want that i don't want that that these maniacs want to divide us up into smaller and smaller groups and get us fighting with each other so that we're not looking at who's really responsible for it and it's them and we get, we fall into their traps all the time, you know, because they're pretty good at setting them and we don't know to be looking out for them. So we just walk into them, but we're going to have to do a better job of not falling for this, you know, not taking the bait that they put out there. When we, <laughs> we see literal pallets of bricks, that's yeah, what they're no there kidding. for. They want us to be engaging in this. Don't fall for that. We're better than that. 
if we if we don't play their game we they have less control over us so um we need to come together not divide each other up i mean i know we're gonna half the country is gonna be pissed about the outcome of these elections if if we get them if we ever have the outcome of the elections right but uh but let's just chill out because if we don't and we've talked about tonight some of the scenarios for like things that could kick off a civil war like we're comfortable with war on television because we've never had to live through one in our own country and let's not start that shit now i don't want to see a civil war and the but the people that are in positions of power they don't care about us and they will manipulate us so don't allow don't allow yourself to be manipulated and talk to people close to you that don't think you're crazy you know and engage them in dialogue ask them questions hey what do you think about this get them talking don't you know do the lecture thing because that doesn't really work get them engaged in this and then all right, well, let's start thinking about, you know, how, you know, let's, let's talk, let's talk this stuff out because um, we're at a crossroads, you know, in, in this country, I feel like with this election and this virus situation and just how many, how combustible it is and, 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 and things can get pretty hairy from here. So let's deescalate the situation if we can uh, and not contribute to any more to this insanity of 2020. That's some Agreed. great advice. Very How about well you, you, Willie? That was really. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go kinda... back and re-listen to that. No. And so, I mean, because you do have to talk to people. You're right. You got it. You can't be aggressive. And it's just so easy. They, they're really being, people are really being told to be aggressive, to provoke. I've seen it on the ground and Binkley plays us the clips of how they train activists and yeah, their power of the people who want to divide and conquer is dependent on us reacting to the provocations that we are giving to each other. And they don't. send yeah. they send the kids and the old people and handicapped people like literally I've seen all three of those things clips mm -hmm. saying like that's what we're sending out there. It's mm -hmm. it's kind of gross. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we think champ Charlie set the standard really high. <laughs> <laughs> Like everybody has a common theme of being compassionate. I think compassion is the most important thing in this crazy time, grow vegetables and fruits and raise chickens and rabbits. Cause you're probably going to have to eat them at some point. But <laughs> Sorry, Somebody had to say it. <laughs> Yours are miniatures. So they're just like self like grow bigger yes. rabbits. Single serving. They're appetizers. <laughs> Appetizer, yeah. They're so cute though. <laughs> I'm raising backyard chickens right now. I highly suggest everybody do it. It's you, not that hard. You're going to have so many lucky rabbit's feet. You're going to be oh my, <laughs> oh my in luck. <laughs> I could probably sell the rabbit's feet, but the little rabbits I think are here to stay. Yikes. You're going to keep rabbits with no feet? No, no, I'm going to wait. <laughs> but I was thinking that. I was like, oh, you could actually make keychains out of this. Like, yeah, but <laughs> my, <laughs> what about the rabbit? No, no, my daughter asked rabbit, me the other, other day about a rabbit's foot. I forgot how it came up, but I didn't even know how to explain it. I was like, where the hell did the rabbit's foot come from? Yeah, That's right. A good luck Super charm. gross. That's so bizarre. Weird. I had yeah. one on my yeah. keychain. I did too. I had a dyed green one. Yep. That's yeah, a how, great example of not questioning assumptions that we just are. Yeah, yeah, we've all had a rabbit's foot. We've never been like, this is really messed up. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> now that there are rabbits in my family, I'm like, man, that is just don't. 
Don't let blues do that. That's the first thing I'm doing after this episode is Googling where that came from. <laughs> I thought you're going to get one. I'll send you one of those too. Well, yeah, I'll swap chickens for rabbits for you. Everybody plug your stuff before we uh, sign up and thank y'all again for coming on. Yeah. I love you guys. This is a lot of fun to do this. Mm -hmm. and I learned a lot tonight. It's really cool. Yeah. The election is still going on too. As as of this time, we don't know who the president well, is. You start by plugging your stuff because it's going to be on our stuff. Oh, thank you, JP. You first. Yeah, this is a Truth to Theory podcast. You can find us on pretty much all platforms. What's uh, our new platform? New platforms on YouTube. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah, we're check visual out, now. Check out the videos. You can see all of our darling faces. You want to see this cool shirt? You got to go to YouTube and subscribe. Yep. And uh, reach out to us. We we need more feedback as always. Uh, truth of theory at gmail.com. Truth of theory podcast at gmail.com. Yep, that one. Try that one. It might get you might actually get to <laughs> us. <laughs> oh, you want to know about my solo podcast? Uh, it's no <laughs> limits with E Willie. Yep. Please go subscribe. Only my mom watches that podcast. It makes me is that on YouTube? Where is it? It's only on YouTube as of now. It's a visual variety show with pranks, interviews, and other silly shenanigans no limits with e willie i think i saw something that took place in a waffle house bathroom <laughs> no comment okie dokie well subscribe and find out <laughs> i'll tell you what we got because i can say it really fast the we are the propaganda report binkley and me monica prez we do a daily show every single weekday of uh, news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. You can find the Propaganda Report and that particular product, the Drive Time News Blast, on any podcasting platform. And then we have more of that and commercial-free and cocktail parties and a lot of other stuff on patreon.com slash propaganda report. And we do videos exclusively for Rockfit, which is uh, another subscription thing, but I would say those things are well worth it. Binkley does a lot, a lot of research and that little brain exploding emoji is probably the only way, the only reaction <laughs> that I ever have, but it's always awesome. So there's that too. And you can find us on Twitter at Monica Perez show and at Freedom Act Radio and uh, YouTube slash yes. propaganda report youtube slash brad binkley youtube slash monica perez is that but, that is your yep. youtube page right? yes but binkley has pretty hilarious videos he's interviewed john ossoff james comey yeah. um did you ever do donald trump or any of those guys i've, I've done i've done i've interviewed the trump oh, family you hosted uh, the second vice presidential debate yeah i did a lot of, I, i'm able to get answers out of these people that <laughs> Nobody else can. Yeah. It's a it's, show. Exactly. It's more in the line of no limits with E. Willie. <laughs> it's got to be a good one then. Anybody who's a propaganda report casual listener, you got to go get on their Patreon and join their party. What is he, What is your party thing called again? Yeah, the disappearing patron party because yeah. it's so wheels off that we have to completely eliminate it. Mm -hmm. It it's really fun. gets... It's I got on there wild. with these guys one night and it's a yeah. lot of fun. It's very interactive. So if you want a chance to talk with these guys and have a fun time. Definitely go check that out. It's a lot yeah, of fun. It gets a little crazy. Charlie. You can find my podcast, Macro Aggressions, on Apple and Spotify and iHeartRadio and YouTube and on David Icke's platform, Iconic. Um, new book is out, The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire. I wrote it with Jeff Berwick, who is the dollar vigilante. 
currently sitting at number 55 on Amazon worldwide. We are excited. It just came out a couple days ago and um, forward written by Doug Casey, who's uh, he's a trip, man. So um, yeah, you can check that out. And uh, my website is the octopus of global control.com. You can find uh, you can find my first book there in digital format, or you can find that on Amazon as well. Fantastic books. Tremendous website. <laughs> Thank you. It's fantastic. Good stuff. All right, guys. Good luck to the world. We're going to find out in a couple of days what the hell is going to happen. Exactly. Right We're all optimistic. <laughs> yep. Well, but it's always fun. So you got to have the good times like these. Yep. 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 Just remember, Thanks, it's guys. out of our control now. We did our part and we have to let it play out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Have a good night, everyone. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks, later. guys. <laughs>